You are now listening to Shift the Plan Podcast. My name is Rhonda Evans, and I'll be your host. I'll be interviewing business owners who have successfully navigated through life shifts. Remember, it's never too late to change the game. Let's get started. for joining us on another episode of Shift the Plan podcast, where it is never too late to change the game. Today, I am being joined by Shante McKinnon, who is a phenomenal woman. Let me tell you, when you guys get to sit down and listen to her story, she has done everything, okay? From being in the military to being an entrepreneur, being the TV show host, and not just the host, the executive producer of the show. So let me see. Having me, thanks for having me. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> you said everything. It, it's kind of multifaceted, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. It is nothing wrong with that. Like you should be able to do any and everything that you want to do, right? I tell people, die empty is important. You right, know? like fill your life up with stuff while you're here, because when you're gone, you can't do any of it. Absolutely, and so don't let anybody pick a, a, a area that you have to work in work all mm-hmm. your areas work all, all your gifts yeah all of it all of it yeah. <laughs> now when I was reading your bio I was so amazed by all the things that you have done mm-hmm. and there's one part in particular I said I'm gonna have to take this piece of it and add it to every episode of Shift the Plan because <laughs> like what those words were like I feel like it that's that's just the plan right there it mm-hmm. encompasses shift the plan so I'm gonna read it for our listeners because I need them to hear this part okay, <laughs> like, okay. It will be in the, it'll be in the show notes but they need to hear it today on the show okay so there was one piece of it that said uh, where it started off with the method is your choice you can climb over it pick the wall apart brick by brick go under it or walk around it however get past those walls the walls were were never designed to move for you their job is to block you but you were designed to move beyond Mm -hmm. it that right there that's just the plan yeah yeah i love it i love it because i think a lot of times we put those we you we use those blocks as um those walls i think a lot of times we use it as a crutch Mm-hmm. instead of you know letting it go instead of going through those walls removing them and stop being so fearful when there's something in us there's something in everybody to be honest there's something in absolutely. everybody absolutely so you know funny story i tell people uh, when i speak and i talk about obstacles when i was in basic training we had something called like the obstacle course Mm-hmm. I still think it's funny. The person that I'm going to be talking about may not think this is funny. But I, <laughs> so, while we're in basic training, they take you like the end of your, your training before you graduate and you're called a soldier. The entire time you're in training, you're called a trainee. And so mm-hmm. we go through this obstacle course and um, we have to run to each course. Right. So this course that we were running to, we had to jump over logs and it was like, I want to say three or four logs in front of us. 
So the first one is really low, the second one gets higher, the next one gets higher. So it was a young lady in front of me. I'm 5'2 and 3 quarters by the way, because my personality is tall, but she's in front of me. And so she's like, I want to say she had to be somewhere between five, nine and five, 11. She was really tall. And so, you know, I was a different person back then and a bit of a clown. I'm not going to lie. And so we were running and like, you can't, we can't stop running. Even when the person in front of us is going through the obstacle, we have to run in place. So we're, we're running, I'm running in place, I'm right behind her, she has to jump over this log. And this girl could not get over the, she couldn't get over the log. And I was looking, I was thinking, I was like, ma'am, you know, she's at an advantage. She has an advantage that I don't have because she has height. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to jump this because I'm short. So every, I was like sizing it up. So I was like, girl, <laughs> I was like, just step over it. <laughs> You're, you're tall what are you doing and so she was like McKinnon I hate you <laughs> I was like just step over it like are you kidding me like I'm tired and so <laughs> like I am tired yeah I'm tired like are you kidding me so finally she was just like Beep, you know <laughs> for you know you know we use right for purpose and so, uh, but she got over the log and um, I had to jump. But the point of that story is, is that we're all faced with obstacles and mm -hmm. how we get through those obstacles. A lot of times it's the same obstacles, right? There's mm -hmm. there walls in front of us. How we get through those ob obstacles are really determined by us. But God gives us all the tools and strategies that we need to get through it. So while I didn't get over the log the same way that she could, right, and she thought she couldn't, we both right. got through that log and we, within our own strength. Mm -hmm. We got over those logs within our own strength. And so that's why I tell people, you must keep moving. I think that um, there's a, a myth that if there's a wall in front of you, then that's that's where you stop. I said, no, that's that's where you bust it wide open. That's it. <laughs> bust it wide open. Yeah, yes. by any means necessary. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think 2019 is definitely a, the year where women are busting walls wide open and absolutely for it. Like absolutely. Um, we're like Django, you know you. Mm -hmm. um, our hands have been unleashed. And once you unleash our, our hands and our potential is going to come forth, what was already in us mm -hmm. is, is coming forth. And so I'm loving it. I like seeing it, especially women of color. Um, mm -hmm. we're passing mm -hmm. All races in terms of yeah. education. And we're also surpassing all races in terms of entrepreneurship. Um, mm -hmm. So we're leading in the United States in small businesses. And as we know, in the United States, small businesses are essentially what runs our economy. Yeah. And so it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to see. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be in the running. All right. You're right there in the midst of it all. Yeah, absolutely. So, so while we're, look, I always do this. I always get right, jump into it and get to the meat of it. But... <laughs> but let's let our listeners listeners 
know exactly who you are um, so they can get to know you a little bit better for, before we get to talking about all of the amazing things that you are doing right now in this season. Okay, so Shanti McKinnon, I like to call myself an unconventionalist because I don't really do anything that's conventional. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm 39, about to be 40, child. Um, single and uh, waiting on God. And I could talk about that a little bit later. Something my family is just totally against. They're like, what do you mean you need to have a baby and, you know, all that other stuff. <laughs> but um, I'm an author. I'm a minister, I am a financial executive, and also the executive producer of the Shantae McKinnon show. And that show is about healing, releasing, and restoring. And what really, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, no, but you're what, fine. Yeah, but what really um, birthed that show out for me was pain. See, I came out, according to my family, I'm a talker, I'm a communicator. <laughs> And so they tell me I came out of the womb talking. Not true. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am a talker. I love to communicate. And so I experienced a painful, some painful periods in my life. And so I tell people my pain was introduced to my passion. And my passion um, was to communicate and talk. And I feel that there's healing um, in communication. And that birthed out my purpose. And so I love for people to be healed. I love for people to release and I love for people to be restored. And one of the difficulties I found in some of my difficult times in life is having mm -hmm. a safe ear to tell, to vent, to, mm -hmm. to tell my frustrations to. And so I found myself talking to a lot of people who at that time did not have my best interest at heart. And so I'm really passionate about helping others. I'm really passionate about getting the people the knowledge that they need. Um, as the word states that the, my people will perish due to the lack of knowledge. And so this is just my platform to get that message out there and get and be a resource to people who are in need. I love how you said that you had to learn um, about that safe ear. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of times growing up as a young woman, you think, you know, everyone is your friend. Everyone has your best interests at heart. So talk about what that, what that journey was like before you transitioned to knowing better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, um, you know, I was never one who won with a, like a, a crowd crowd I, I've always been kind of a leader and I probably keep like one or two people close to me at one time and I thought I was going through my um I thought I was doing a good vetting process right if you will but as time progressed what I understood was not the even the most minute information can be turned and twisted into something I mean, ginormous and just a, a big mess. But uh, one of my, I would say, I, I, I did a um, post on surviving, um, survival of the fittest. And I one of my biggest challenges I shared, um, I have, I'm a Christian, so I'm exposed to, I'm, I have a gift of prophecy. I'm exposed to people who have prophetic gifts. And so I had a tendency to share my prophecies. I didn't think it was a big deal. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think it was a big deal. You know, I, I literally made the mistake that Joseph made. Um, 
I literally told people my dreams, told them my promises, didn't think anything of it, you know? And it, and, and, and I, you know, people, they, they say, oh, Joseph, he was bragging. I don't think he was bragging. I think he was just telling his brothers what God said, you know? And that's what I did. I told my sisters what God said. And then I found myself in a pit. <laughs> Like, what you mean? Oh, they be like, wonderful, sis. God bless you. <laughs> right. That's it. Exactly. Stab you right in the back. Oh, Lord. So I had to pull a lot of knives out of my back. It was amazing. It was it was mind-blowing. Because, of the, you know, um, I have a phenomenal coach, and she talks a, little, a lot about her experiences in that and um she was like you guys it's some of these people that you're following some of your favorite pastor preachers i said honey me too honey <laughs> you'll be shocked but i think you know god allowed it um so that i learned how what to tell and what's really important and what not mm -hmm. to tell because again the enemy could only use information that you are feeding to him Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's that yeah so I, I made that mistake and had to um heal from that and and because I haven't always been saved you know I'm a fighter so mm -hmm. that's still in me so that <laughs> that was a humbling was like very humbling experience for me because God's like hands down <laughs> let me handle this and I'm like <laughs> I got Pookie on speed down. So, <laughs> so, so you know, you know, it was um it was a very humbling um experience for me and one that I just really needed to learn. Painful, but really needed to learn it. So in turn, I wanted to be able to give people a safe resource, you know, because that mm -hmm. safe resource may not be a family member. It may not be the one that you call best friend. It may not even be your spouse, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to talk about real issues that we deal with on a day, I mean, real issues, right? Right. We deal with on a day-to-day -day basis and give people um, access to those people to, to have those conversations mm -hmm. if needed. Or reach out to me if needed. And people, right. they do reach out to me quite a bit. You know, it's funny that you said that part. My husband and I were just having that conversation about when, you know, God said, you know, the vengeance is mine. Mm -hmm. And, like, do you really understand what he is saying? Mm -hmm. Like, do you really get it? It's painful. So, I, if, if people yeah. are totally honest, you know, we quote that. But it's like, God, I was one of those people, like, if you don't show up by 5 o'clock, I got this. <laughs> And so, you know, he don't always show up at five o'clock. I'm like, really? You want me to wait? <laughs> so, yeah. So just, and you know, just uh, reminding God, having to remind me um, who I was. Mm -hmm. where he was taking me to and while you know i wanted a quick fix um that could have quickly got me into a little bit more trouble than i yeah uh, i wanted so sometimes 
we have to humble ourselves, put our hands down and let God do. And when God does it, he's a finisher. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When he it's done. It's done. It's done. We just have to wait on it. The wait can be can be mm-hmm. a process, you know, and painful. Yeah, it definitely can be a process. So before, like you talked about how, you know, you weren't always this person, you weren't always in this place. So let's, for our listeners who may be in that same place, let's talk about how that shift happened from you to say, okay, look, it's not working my way. Let me just make this shift. So I actually wrote a book about that. It's entitled, um, I've Got to Comb My Hair. No, no, I'm combing my hair out now. Um, (laughs) So it's entitled, I Gotta Comb My Hair. And so that book was, um, I wrote that book. Um, My grandfather actually gave me that title. He's deceased now. And so he didn't know that he gave me the title of that book. But I had came out of the military. I was in a long-term relationship uh, with a guy while I was in the military. And I came out and he was still in, he was an officer, pilot in the military. And we lived together and we broke up. And so I wasn't like familiar with depression or anything like that. So I went back home to uh, my paternal grandparents who raised me um, because they just happened to be close by to where we lived at that time, about an hour and a half from where we lived. And I just slept all the time. Like I just, I was sleeping all the time, just exhausted, um, didn't want to get out of the bed. And I overheard my grandfather talking to my grandmother. They're both deceased. And um, granted, was like a man of few words. Like he was a macho, older guy, you know, boxer. Um, and he was just old fashioned. Like he didn't, he was a man of few words. But I heard him asking my grandmother, he said, Essie, did the baby come out of the room yet? And she said, um, no thready that's how she talked she said she'll come out when she's ready (laughs) and so because i didn't want him to worry because i was like granted don't normally you know you don't get into this kind of stuff but i he was so concerned that he hadn't seen me come out of the room so i came out of the room and um i said hey granddad and he looked at me he said baby are you gonna comb your hair and i was like yeah yeah, granddad, I'm going I'm to comb my hair. <laughs> I see, I'm comb. I didn't comb it that day. Um, I actually went back in the room and got in the bed. It wasn't until the next morning I got up, I went to the bathroom, I looked at myself. I, I had a really short haircut then, so my hair was like sticking straight up. Granddad was a good thrill of a mess. And so, and I, um, I, I looked in the mirror and I said, man, I've got to comb my hair. So I started combing my hair with tears rolling down my face. And that was the pivotal moment for me. That was that moment where I said, okay, girl, you got to get it together. And so it was at that moment that I had to get it together. And I was working for a Fortune 500 company and this woman invited me to her church. I grew up in church. Um, I was raised Pentecostal. I tell people I grew up in church, but church wasn't really in me at that time. And so she invited me to uh, her church. And um, I remember they did like an altar call. And I was in so much emotional pain. When people saw me, they just saw this strong girl, right? Militant. Even my grandmother said she didn't even recognize how much pain I was in. And I just remember um, 
as a little girl being told and prophesied to, you're going to preach, you're going to preach, and I won't do any of that. And so I just remember going to the altar, been to the altar many times, but it was for real this time. <laughs> and <laughs> so I got to the altar and I just said to God, I was like, okay, all right, you want me, you got me. Uh, but you're going to have to do something about this pain. You know, <laughs> it was kind of like that. I was exhausted. And so, um, you know, I tell people that everything is not God sent, but everything can be God used. And I think that God allowed that situation because he knew what it was going to take to get me to that altar for real, for real. And um, so that's what it took. It took me and I was so in, enamored with the, the message and the pastor at that time. Again, like I said, I grew up Pentecostal. They were real religious. But this was, this was the first time I ever really saw a pastor preach in such a way that it was in truth and not religion. And so the church will be packed out. So that, that's how I know your former guest, Elena. We used to go to the same church. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, it would be packed out. And my peers, you know, would be worshiping. I mean, talking about from the front of the church to the back. And I was like... I want to I want that <laughs> whatever that is like how can I get some of that <laughs> so, so and and so and that's what that's when I said you know I gave my life to Christ for real for real this time <laughs> and so I just haven't looked back since I haven't been perfect just haven't looked back since oh wow that story is so amazing like I can I can see why you have your own show because like I'm so intrigued I'm so engaged like oh my gosh like even just the moment when you just talked about having to comb your hair something as small as combing your hair but has such a huge meaning yeah such yeah. a huge meaning because I tell people women if you want to kind oh. of, um know that something is shifting in a woman's life watch her hair <clears throat> she's gonna okay. cut it She's going to dye it. She's going to do something different with that hair. Even if it's um, like lately, I've been throwing on wigs, but I've just been doing it for the show. But, <laughs> but again, there's something shifting in my life. And so for women, like I said, if you want to kind of get a feel for what a woman is going through, watch her hair. It's usually reflective mm -hmm. in her hair. Because when we wow. get mad, angry or something, usually that hair get real short. We start, yes. Yeah, we start, we would go and do a chop, the big chop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here I, <laughs> I think I've done that big chop twice. Yeah. And it's probably something significant going on. And we just go in and be like, whoo, mm -hmm. it's, it's mm -hmm. a wrap. Shock everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, I hope y'all are really taking note and really listening <laughs> because that story right there alone, such a huge impact, yeah. such yeah. huge impact. So now you, you know, this time the altar call, it, it, it did something serious to you. And so now you're, you're serious about your, well, not that you weren't serious before, but now it was a, a pivotal moment. Um, so did that, from there, did that lead you to... After the altar call, was that that pivotal moment that led you into ministry? So it did. Um, I actually um, started off as an altar call worker um, mm -hmm. with um, our pastor there after some time. 
um, mm-hmm. started off as an altar call worker. And I remember um, that's another amazing story, um, how I got there. Mm-hmm. As I was feeling God tugging on me to relocate. I was in Florida, Tallahassee, Florida. And I was feeling okay. God um, tug to relocate. And then kept calling for altar call workers. At. <laughs> so behind the scenes, I could pray up something. And I just kept feeling like, you know, this tug. So I kept ignoring it. I was like, yeah, I'm not about to go up here and become no, I ain't going to no altar call meeting or anything. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be a crazy story, but I got to tell it. So (laughs) long story short, um, I I ended up coming to Charlotte um, because God had been um, tugging on my heart to to check out some other places. So I did something routinely. I was a senior accountant at Florida State University, and I would go into my office mm-hmm. every morning, drink coffee, look at Black Enterprise, and call my mom in New York. I did this every morning. Mm-hmm. So I called my mother, and I woke up that particular morning. It was a different kind of morning for me. I woke up that particular morning and sat straight up in my bed, and I was like, I'm moving. I just felt God telling me that I was moving. So I go do what I normally do, call my mom. I say, hey, mom, I'm moving. She was like, moving where? So I'm on Black Enterprise website, and I'm like, and Charlotte. Charlotte was like (laughs) number three on a list of top places for young Black professionals. Wow. She was like, have you ever been there before? I was like, no. And she's like, how do you know you're moving there? I said, I just am. So I decided to come up and check out Charlotte. I happened to have a cousin who was living here at the time, didn't know it, but that's another story for another day. Um, but he, I ended up coming to Charlotte. He and his, he, his wife and I went to the gym, but I didn't have gym sneakers. So I borrowed her girlfriend's sneakers. Mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I borrowed her girlfriend's sneakers, got back to Florida. Next thing I know, my toe is infected. I'm going somewhere with this story. Yeah, my toe is infected. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so never had any problems before, right, with my toe. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just tried to ignore it, and, and, it, and I, I won't, I'll spare you the details. It was infected. So I'm a researcher, so I research everything. So I looked online. I saw this. Um, I saw some research, and they were saying about ingrown toenails or something like that. It has to be cut. And all this kind of stuff. So long story short, it got so bad that I had to finally make an appointment with the podiatrist. Mm-hmm. So I go to the podiatrist's office and um, I'm going somewhere, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> go into the podiatrist's office. They call me back. I get in the chair. The nurse walks in. She puts her hand on my chair and she closes her eyes. And I said, are you praying for me? I was like, because I need you to pray. Because I read online that you were going to cut my toe. And I'm scared. I'm just, <laughs> right now, I'm scared. And so she looked at me and she was like, you're going to be fine. And so I was like, because I'm scared. Y'all going to cut my toe? I said, you going to cut my toe? So I'm just going off. <laughs> and so she looks at me and she goes, so you're supposed to be making a move. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I was like, yeah. So at this time, I hadn't really, t- I didn't tell anybody that I was making this move, like no one. 
Um, and so maybe some distant friends, maybe out of state, I'm not sure, but at this time I really wasn't talking about the move. And so I was toying on whether or not, you know how you feel like you hear God telling you to do something, but you don't know. And yeah. I was toying on whether or not I was going to make this move. And so she said to me very clearly, she said, God said that he's been doing everything that you've asked. So why are you wavering now? And I was like, oh, so, wow. you know, being tough, you know, don't want to, I don't like to show emotions, trying to hold back my tears, but it was really, because I had been really talking and praying to God about that. And so it was really touching me. And she said, so she went into some of my other business. We ain't going to talk mm -hmm. about it. <laughs> So she said, so she said, there is something that God has been asking you to do. She was like, you need to do it. You you found out my secret. <laughs> right. So I was like, Lord, so so I said, well, maybe that ain't for me. So I thought, okay, they done made all the calls that they need to make for, you know, the altar call work was because some time had the time period that all this took place, time had passed. Some time had mm -hmm. passed by. And so finally at church they said, uh, we're still in need for altar call work workers. I was like, what? Damn. Damn. <laughs> That was the thing that God was tugging on me to do. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go to the meeting and immediately Rev says, he looks at us all and he says, this is where I got my start in ministry and literally alluded to the point, to the, to the uh, place of you guys, this is not it. You're going to minister. And I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> and again like I you know my family they would speak it over me and, a little, and I had as I had gotten older I was totally against it and I used to tell them if God, if God wanted me to preach he was gonna have to come and get me because I'm not going on my own that's what I tell them. <laughs> so I you know when Rev was talking about it, I was like what do you mean you know ministry you know I just came here to be an arts car worker you know <laughs> and so um uh so don't so sure i did that i had a follow-up with the podiatrist and the nurse on mm -hmm. me and she said you look good you did what god told you to do <laughs> oh said, my goodness i did she said so the door that you have been asking god for she was like it's coming in the next few months so be ready and just like she said the door came in the next few months and I was ready. And so I was mm -hmm. on my way to uh, Charlotte and it was um, both. And my pastor who was also prophetic really didn't speak anything to me at that time about it until it was time for me to go. And he let me know that this was a move ordained by God. God is sending you um, mm. to, to Charlotte. And so I got to Charlotte, got into another ministry, pastor approached me. He was like, Shante, do you have a call? I was like, what you mean? I mean, <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> next thing I know, he's like, I need you to come to, He's he made it seem like it was some kind of meeting. And I said, okay, you know, what is this about? So I get to the meeting. Next thing I know, he was like, Shante, welcome. We've been waiting for you. And so he says, welcome to MIT, Minister in Training. I said, I have been hoodwinked. 
and bamboo. <laughs> Straight hood wig and bamboo. I'm like, how do you get out of this? So <laughs> I was like, what? So um, I laughed because, you know, at that point, I knew I couldn't run anymore. And I said, well, I guess he came and got me because I said, <laughs> you're going to have to come and get me because I ain't going on my own. And so, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how that happened. And so I accepted my call into ministry. I was 30 years old. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's almost there, what, 10 years now? Almost 10 years, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So look, you it, it, <laughs> be careful what you put out there and say. Because <laughs> it just may happen because you think he's going to have to come again. God has a sense of humor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. I see yeah. you doing. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, he, he definitely has a sense of humor. And oh, so, wow. Yep, so that's how um, nobody was surprised but me. Because <laughs> you didn't want to do it. That's I did why. not. I did not. I really didn't. And like I tell people, the oil cost, you know, but um, I just have a heart for God and a, a heart for God's people. So at being in the presence of God, I've come to learn is what's safe for me. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. That I tell you, uh, this is this could probably be about two or three sessions for real. Because <laughs> I'm so certain that you have so many more stories. Like, and you're such an amazing storyteller. Oh my gosh! Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> such an amazing storyteller. But I wanna I wanna get into before we um lose our time is your show. So now you're in ministry. You're doing what you knew that you should have been doing but didn't want to do <laughs> right and now here's another platform for you to cast your net out even wider so how did yeah. that transition happen how ask me that again i'm sorry oh how did that transition happen oh wow um everything was just kind of divine so um i learned to keep my ear to god and what ended up happening is a lady some years ago shortly after i had accepted my call into ministry, she asked me to speak at one of her conferences, her, her teleconferences. And so right before the conference, she wanted to interview everyone on, on her blog show. Mm-hmm. And so I went on her show. I was a part of a panel of women. And um, so she interviewed me. And so I got a, a chance to really kind of learn about, you know, she was on blog talk radio and I got a chance to learn mm-hmm about blog talk radio and things like that and again it was just this divine moment um as time progressed she it was it was crazy because i was like you want i just accepted my call like they got like charm schools and stuff <laughs> you know yeah so um i tell people that don't pay attention to who god is calling you to to work with because he's just preparing you for where you're going and mm-hmm. so I was kind of caught up with the women being a lot more seasoned than me. And I was really young. And I was like, hey, I just accepted this call. Um, <laughs> you know, God moves so um, mightily. I'm going to give God all the credit for this mm-hmm. in such a way that even though I was the youngest and the newest in ministry, that it was the night that I spoke that God moved the most. It was a very mm-hmm. um, night. And so... Um, 
some time had passed and it just dropped in my spirit to get on blog talk radio and i was like you want me mm-hmm. to do what and it's like get on blog talk radio and at that time i had was i was going through a um a heartbreak again just wanted to help other people heal wanted to talk mm-hmm. about issues that are taboo in the church like being single and having sex mm-hmm. you know, and those kind of things mm-hmm. so i just wanted uh to open up a platform where we could have real discussion and deal with real issues that are not so tied into the you know religious law well mm-hmm. i'm gonna keep you all night about right <laughs> live in the new testament right <laughs> so um Woo. But, but again, I just wanted to create a platform um, for that. And again, to, I mean, until day one, to the day I went live, I was like, God, you want me to do what? <laughs> and it was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm out here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. And that's when I probably started to experience um, some of the most intense warfare I have ever experienced. And that's mm. how I knew that it was something that God was calling me to do. Oh, wow. Yeah, it seems like when you are walking into what you're supposed to be doing to that purpose, all kinds of things start coming out of out of every every Every. which way. And it's like, okay, Lord, either one, two things it's like you you have to know that he's gonna take care of you, it's gonna be okay, and you don't have to fight that battle. So yeah. We gotta be like Jehoshaphat, just show up, the fight is fixed. Mm -hmm. Just show up. Just show up. I mean, and, and there's going to be days that are tough and hard because we're walking out what it is that God has called us to do. And so the enemy is going to do everything in his power to stop that. So even when you're tired, just show up. Mm-hmm. Just show up. The fight is fixed. Yep. That that statement right there alone is powerful. Even when you're tired, still just show up. Just show that's up. what's up. That's where magic happens. That's when you are the battle yes, is already fixed it's like just mm-hmm. that's all they had to do they prayed and showed up and god was like this battle is not yours this battle belongs to me and so i think that's difficult especially um for people who may have a little fight in them you know mm-hmm. and so like i tell them i'm a fighter probably and i will fight in the boardroom i will fight in my prayer closet i might mm-hmm. you know and i preached that message um some years ago because i said even just like in and i use the military a lot and i think that's one of the reasons why god allowed me to do it is mm-hmm. because even in the body of christ god is raising soldiers And so one of the things that we have to learn about the enemy is that he will never let up on you. Like he will never have mercy on you. And so you have to be equipped to take a hit. You Uh have to be equipped to take a hit and keep on ticking. And so like I tell him, God is not raising any punks in the kingdom. And so you Uh can't cut your tail and go hiding every time there's, there's a battle, there's warfare that's going on. No, you need to show up. And you have to take a hit and you have to let the enemy know if it's a fight that you want, then a fight mm-hmm. you will get. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How can our listeners tune in to your show? Because I look, if this is how candid you are on here, I can just imagine <laughs> how your show is on 
They're fun. You know, I love having fun on. I have to get you on. I love having fun. Yeah, I love having fun on, on the camera and um, interviewing my guests. And so they, they seemingly always want to come back. <laughs> like, I got to come That's fun. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. So they can, um, my show is being aired on Sweet 929 TV. Mm-hmm. And so they can follow it on Sweet 929 TV. I haven't uploaded it to um, my YouTube channel, but they can follow me on my website, ShantaeMcKinnon.com. Um, so the shows, the intro should flow through there, but it's on Sweet okay. 929 TV. So they can follow me there, follow me on my Instagram. All my handles on all of my social media sites are <laughs> at Shantae McKinnon. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. One of my um, guests who hasn't aired yet, she is also on Sweet 929, Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer. Um, Michelle. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's awesome. So, and a beauty. Yes, she is. I love her. I love her. Um, so, yes, definitely we will have all of your information in the show notes so people can stay connected with you and tune in and, you know, just get all of this goodness. Yeah, yeah, the show airs um, bi-weekly on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Okay, awesome, yeah. awesome. So we will have all that information in there. So one of the things that I like to do on, on my interview is have a segment um, called um, Time Capsule. So I'm going to ask you about a series of five questions. So make them real good so people have to come back and okay. get all this good. <laughs> so question number one, what would you tell your younger self? Ooh, wow. So what would I tell my, I would tell my, um, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through mm-hmm. it. It's going to be okay. Um, I had an early start of Rocky challenges. So I would probably tell my, my young self is that, this too shall pass, girl. Make the end of the yeah. world. Yeah. It will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it really will. Um, it, uh, exactly. It will. It will. I, you know, when you're young and you're in that space, you don't see it right then. And it's unfortunate that it has to take all of the years to pass for you to say, oh, I should listen. When it probably was someone there saying, it will be, okay. be okay. You know, my grandmother <laughs> used to say, God will work it out. Oh, that used to make me mad. Mm-hmm. Especially when I went I'm like, what? God will work it out. And sure enough, God will work it out. Indeed. Yep. Indeed. Absolutely. Question number two, what keeps you sane throughout your journey? Oh, man. Um, meditation. Mm-hmm. I meditate, worship, um, and exercise. Did you say exercise? Yeah. <laughs> Girl, when it gets real tough, I will tear those mountains up. Oh, wow. It probably really is a stress reliever. Like, seriously. Like, stre- I learned that early on. Like, when I get, when because my adrenaline can be a little high and mm-hmm. um, things get a little intense, it's it's good to, to just work, just burn that steam off. Mm, love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Question number three, what tools help you the most in your day-to-day life? And that can be literally anything from, from prayer to a good journal to a nice candle. It can be anything. <laughs> so I love massages, um, but definitely mm-hmm. prayer. I pray mm-hmm. 
every day. I say, talk to God. If you can't talk to, and he does answer. Um, people don't mm-hmm. think he answer. He really does answer. So um, pray every day, you know, talk to God. That's usually what gets me through. I talk to God like he is one of the, I hate to say it, one of the girls. You know, I'd be like, God, <laughs> I know you saw this. <laughs> but let me just tell you again, you know. <laughs> Look, you have to be real and have a real conversation because he already knows what you're thinking. He already knows. Right. <laughs> episode, you know. Yeah. Let me run this down to you one more again, as we used to one say. More <laughs> <laughs> one more again. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. What is the name of another shift maker who is going under the radar, but people really need to know about? Oh my God, this is a tough one. <laughs> this is the one that stumps everybody. Oh my God, because you know there's so many. I believe that this is the season that the first um, shall be last and the last shall be first. And there are so many. Um, I don't want to preach, but Elijah <laughs> kind of thought that he was the only prophet left after he had the little battle with Jezebel. And God was like, no, I have 7,000 more. And so there were so many that were hiding in the caves that were waiting for the appointed time to be released out of the caves. And God, it is so many, like I'm seeing so many of them on the rise. Uh, You being one of them. uh, Thank you. New Bowl, um, the therapeutic couch, they got to make sure Yes, oh she gosh. was amazing. Amazing. I mean, I'm, listen, I was there, praying it through. Mm-hmm. So, so you know firsthand. I know firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and just, and I know the promises that God, I know what he said when she didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. And so um, just to see it uh, manifest is amazing. It's amazing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just so many. That that's a tough one. <laughs> I know. Look, people often feel like I don't want to leave anyone out, you know, and that's always the most difficult question because and it's a good it's a good position to be in because that means so many people are doing amazing things. They are. There's so many that are doing um amazing things and that, you know, I think there's so many that I've called like a, a sleepless spot in the kingdom i'm like they're just sleepless spies in their work and their talent and they've just kind of been under the radar for a little while just for a season and they're they're coming forth and it's just good to see but yeah i i don't want to leave anybody out (laughs) definitely um uh lena nubo the the therapeutic couch that's definitely um one and Mm -hmm. um Oh gosh, there's there's quite a few that I um, pay attention to, but I'm like, okay, right. This, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll put her information to reconnect to her episode because her episode will air prior to yours. So okay. we'll just redirect them right back to her episode so they can hear her story and be yeah. reconnected with her. So that's what we'll do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's she's definitely that's that's she's um also short. No 
<laughs> so uh, she's a fireball. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. I was so I was amazed at her story. And then when you said you were at Florida State University, were you there when she attended? I was not there when she attended. Actually, she attended probably long after I had left um, oh, okay. Florida. Mm -hmm. So I was not there, but um, I, I saw when she posted the story and um, we had some many conversations about mm -hmm. this, this place that she didn't, when I tell you she didn't see it, mm -hmm. she didn't see it, she didn't believe it. She didn't think that she was ever going to get here. So when I saw it, I actually teared up a little bit. And I saw oh it. I told him, oh, oh my gosh. But I <laughs> when I saw her post, and I, you know, typically people and, and listeners, you guys, if you see someone with a long post, believe you me, they have something to say. They did not write their long post for nothing. They right. were have something to say and so I don't I don't tend to shy away from those posts so when I saw it, first of all the picture just engaged me anyway I was yeah. like oh what is she doing what's going on here yeah so, when I read the story I too teared up yeah I was like I have to have her on the show like she has to tell her story and I had no idea it was going to be that story so yeah right. yeah she, she went through a lot um yeah suicide attempt mm -hmm. all that. and I was one of the ones that got the text I was as a matter of fact by this time I had moved I've always been the helper the, mm -hmm. the, I, I'll fight with you until the end um, I'm a fighter for the un underdog and mm -hmm. so um, when she actually um, attempted I mm -hmm. happened to be in Charlotte at that time and got the um the text message and it was kind of like okay if you're dead i'm gonna kill you so, right like <laughs> girl don't play don't you don't yeah. do it um yeah. yeah so so it's amazing um to to see that to see um where people were and where they are yeah. now and again i love to see god's word come to pass like i absolutely love it and you know they say how do you wrestle with god Mm -hmm. um, because Jacob did that, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bless my soul. And they said, How do you wrestle with God and win? And that's when you have a promise on your life. And so she had a promise on her life. And so that's how she was able to wrestle and win. And so the enemy can um, deceive us into thinking that, you know, it's over. So much has yeah. happened. It's over. We want to quit. We want to throw yeah. the But when you have a promise on your life, you will win. Yeah. I, um, wow the whole time and I, I just have to be so I like I, tell, I told you in the beginning like we have to operate in this authenticity on this mm -hmm. show mm -hmm. and the whole time you know um, you feel like on the outside looking in like you have so much to live for you have so much to give there is so much in you that the world needs to see and other people need to see your mm -hmm. gifts and your talent Mm -hmm. but he didn't see it for himself and so it, it, it's a difficult one it's a difficult one and so yeah I, I think that I would love because I, I do roundtable conversations as well mm -hmm. to have you back on just to have that conversation about you know living with mental illness in the church mm -hmm. like 
Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a conversation I feel like just needs to be had because I, people are scared. And even when you do get, like, our bishop did tell him, go seek professional help. But at that point, was it too late? Was it, did he not believe that it could help at that moment? Well, you know, it just kind of, sometimes it really depends on what the conversations were before. Um, Because again, Mm -hmm. I think that seeds are planted. I think that God plants seeds and then the enemy plants seeds as well. And sometimes if that, if it's not rooted or, or whatever the, the thorny ground, you know, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. the enemy has, has planted, you know, to choke out God's word will manifest at times when somebody's trying to save somebody's life or whatever. Yep. And, um, yeah. um, and so sometimes, you know, like I said, in her case, immediately, I will share this. When I got her um, message, mm-hmm. I just immediately began to pray because I was in Charlotte. I was like, I'm right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I immediately started praying and God told me, she'll be all right. Literally, just like that. Wow. And I called her aunt. I called her aunt and um, she's like, Shantae, where you? They're Bahamian. And she's like, Shantae, we're here with Lena. And so, you know, we got to take her to the hospital. And so the funny thing is, is later we laughed about it. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. if you were dead, we're going to kill you. You know? Right. Like, how is that possible? Yeah. Like, something like a, a mama will say, look, if you don't, I will kill you, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's not possible, but still, you know? And prayer can go where we cannot. And um, so, and I do believe in the supernatural, but I also, you know, God is, he's He's logical as well. Yeah. And so he has given uh, doctors um, the the knowledge to help, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I think it's important to encourage that. And while we're embracing mental illness a lot more, our, I was just talking to a relative the other day, and I was like, if you want to help this relative, this particular relative who's battling um, mental issues, encourage them to go mm-hmm. get the help. But you still got a generation of people who still mm-hmm. want to deny that they need the help. It can be a bit yeah. of a challenge because you let them to believe that it's okay or something else is influencing this. And it's yeah. just not true and so that can be a uphill battle a battle and a challenge as well uh, but yeah definitely I would love to have that discussion yeah yeah we will definitely have you back on so we can have that roundtable discussion just because yeah. I feel like it's so important and they need to know that they're loved it. right yeah no matter yeah. what no judgment you're loved exactly you know at the end of the day you're loved um and you're not, like I tell them, it's not that you're crazy because that's the stigma. That's why a lot of people don't need help. Mm-hmm. It's just that you need a little bit more assistance, you know? That's it. And so somebody can, what this person can handle without the assistance, you may not be able to handle without the mm-hmm. assistance. And so you just mm-hmm. need a little bit more assistance in this area. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Whew, we were about to go on to a whole nother tangent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, question number five. Um, what are you most thankful for throughout your journey? Oh, my gosh. I would have to say I am thankful for giving God my yes 
um, mm -hmm. because that was like an eye opener for me. Um, yeah. And um, just watching him, you know, just yep. watching him cover me, you know, in the midst of of of, of life's journeys, because it can be challenging and very difficult. And I think what was intended to swallow me up, you know, that had swallowed some of my family members up. God said, it will not be your portion because like I tell them, when you say yes to God, you kind of say no to all those bloodline contracts at the end of the year. Um, and so, yeah, it is, I'm, I'm thankful for my yes. Oh Lord, that's a good one. I've not heard that one before and I absolutely love that one. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good one for my yes. Whew, well, thank you. Yes, mechanic for coming. It, this was amazing. Like I didn't breathe deep in here. <laughs> like oh, it was fun. It yeah. was. It was. So we will make sure that every one of our listeners can connect with you, get access to the show, you know, and just see what you got going on from day to day. <laughs> yeah, some days, you know, I'm real cool with it. Some days I'm absolutely preaching on my page. So <laughs> absolutely. I'm guilty. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all look at one page one day and be like, she deep. But I... <laughs> It is okay. It is yeah. okay. But yes, 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 yes. So make sure that you guys subscribe and tune in so you do not miss this episode and other episodes from other shift makers. Thank you for listening to Shift the Plan podcast. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you are subscribed and that you rate this episode as well as leave a review. Let me know what you think as well as any questions you may have for the guests that was on the episode today. Now some exciting news. If you haven't already seen it on my uh, Shift the Plan podcast or my personal page, The Rhonda Evans, we are now a whole tribe, y'all. I know it has evolved from just me having the idea to starting the podcast to now wanting to connect with more individuals who are shift makers, those who are making an impact in different areas in the community and education, mental health, and just what that foundation of building families are. Um, and so I'm excited to announce that we are now an organization called Shift Maker Charlotte. So you can head on over to our Instagram page at shift.makers.clt and take a look at what we have going on. And you can also go directly to the website at shifttheplan.com backslash join the tribe.